Welcome to FanR Podcast, a series of podcasts featuring a variety of topics, issues, and events relating to the nuclear and radiological sectors in the UAE and across the globe. With rising energy demands and a pressing need to combat climate change, many countries are considering embarking on nuclear energy programs or expanding their existing nuclear energy infrastructure. This has led to a growing need to build capacity among the younger generation, in particular women, in order to ensure such programs can be managed with the necessary expertise for the safe and secure deployment of nuclear energy. In this episode of the Fanner Podcast, we speak to Ms. Rumina Velshi, President and CEO of the Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission, about the importance of building capacity and improving gender balance in the nuclear sector. So with us, we have Ms. Romina Velshi, President and CEO of the Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission. How are you, Ms. Romina? I'm doing very well. Good, Thank good, you. good, good. So on the subject of gender balance, why do you think it's so important for the nuclear sector? Well, thank you for the question, Rashid. Um, so the whole area of gender balance or gender equity has been something that has been a lifelong objective of mine. I joined the nuclear sector in the last century and was one of the first uh, women in the uh, nuclear sector in Canada. And uh, it was very apparent to me at the time that certainly in our nuclear facilities, they never expected women to be working there. So they didn't have change rooms for women, they didn't have protective equipment, etc., for women. And, uh, and so the question on why do I believe it's important um, since that, time uh, in the last century, now there is just a plethora of evidence that shows that uh, better gender equity, better equity overall results in uh, better um, profits, bottom line uh, performance, greater innovation. So they're clearly business drivers on why it makes sense. There's also the moral duty on, on providing equal opportunities to all. and. Um, but I think for me, more fundamentally for the nuclear sector are two things. One is given what we see happening in the future coming down the pipe, we need all the talent we can possibly harness. And why would we deprive ourselves of half the talent or more that exists in the world? So there, there clearly is that talent pool that needs to be accessed. And as a high risk uh, sector, and certainly speaking from a regulator, uh, again, it has been demonstrated unequivocally that where you have diverse voices around a table, where there's a questioning attitude as a result, where there are different perspectives that are brought in, it leads to a stronger safety culture and thus better safety performance and outcomes. So for me, there are a whole range of reasons why it makes a lot of sense. And I've just highlighted a few. Mm -hmm. And do you think that governments and the organizations uh, will say in recent times, have done enough to support gender balance in the nuclear sector? Well, from someone like me, uh, it's never enough. It's never enough. Yeah. It's never enough, but I must commend them for all the progress that has been made. Yes. Uh, it has been remarkable. And uh, so if I look at uh, like countries like the UAE, you know, they're fairly new in, in the nuclear sector. I look at a country like Canada that has been around for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen a lot of progress just in this century uh, in the whole area of gender equity. And, uh, and it's not just in the nuclear sector, it's overall in, in, in society. So I think um, there's recognition that a lot of progress has been made, um, but also 
there is room to do a lot more. Uh, and then if I take a more global perspective, um, in spite of a whole lot of efforts made, whether it's by government, whether it's by industry, whether it's by individuals or civil society organizations, we seem to get stuck. You know, we make a bit of progress and then and then it kind of stays there yes. and then maybe a little bit more. It um, stagnates. It very much yeah. that. And sometimes it actually um, reverts back to older ways. So um, you can't ever get complacent. Mm -hmm. There's always room to do more. Um, but, you know, there's enough momentum that has been built. And in, in our parlance, you know, I think we've got a critical mass should become more sustainable. Yeah. And uh, so I'm very hopeful and uh, I see true commitment, true leadership and true championship in many areas. So uh, the future looks even better. Have you seen any uh, anything that stands out in particular from a certain country when it comes to the, we'll say, the, the, fe the, the, the female empowerment? Well, so it depends on how you measure, um, if you're asking, you know, where things have been more su successful uh, and how do you how do you measure that? Um, the easier one is just by numbers and representation. Yes. And so if I take the UAE as an example, whether it's in your parliament where you've got 50 percent representation, uh, whether it is with the regulator, um, uh, with FENAR, uh, where you in the high 40% at different levels of the organization. Uh, but more importantly, I think it is in the mindset, in the culture, in the acceptance, and in the value that is seen in why it is important. But more importantly is uh, sharing practices with each other. Yes. Now, some may work better in some parts of the world, um, less so in others because of the different cultural context. But some that are, that are uh, ones that I find extremely inspiring and ones that we have adapted um, vary anything from hiring practices and uh, making sure that your job descriptions are uh, gender neutral, you know, because otherwise we have a tendency of for men and you know i mean they, so it's making sure the language is more inclusive yes. so you don't have chairman for instance you know that so the language is more inclusive to make sure that your requirements for the job um don't introduce biases um and and what we find is when you have job requirements that say you must have at least 25 years of experience um well when you're trying to attract new blood uh people with a different set of experiences, it excludes a lot of them. So exactly. we've tried to uh, revisit those to say, are we introducing biases? Uh, our selection panels have people of different genders, different perspectives, um, because again, it has been proven that you try to hire people in your own image. Yes. So try to bring uh, bring that. And so I think the the hiring part is is very important. And, uh, and sometimes uh, we've been surprised at what we have seen. So in, in our case, uh, as a regulator, for instance, we found out that our certification training requirements were introducing barriers that particularly women felt that uh, if you started a certification program, say to be a shift manager or a panels uh, operator, uh, that you had a certain period of time from when you started to when you finished. And if you didn't finish, say, within the two-year time frame, you go back to step one. And for women who are planning a family, who take time off uh, to go on maternity leave, they time out. And so they're back at square one. And so, as, as we know, in the nuclear sector, uh, going through that certification 
position is usually a career path to senior positions, uh, certainly on the licensee side. And so we changed our regulatory requirements around that. And now it's more equivalent that if you do take time off, when you come back, you know, you go for some assessment to make sure you haven't forgotten everything as opposed to going back to square one. So I think using that lens to make sure that you're not introducing uh, systemic biases is yeah. very important. And despite despite the advances made uh, in, in recent years to uh, in, in, in terms of gender balance, it is still predominantly a male-dominated industry. What would your advice be to attract uh, the new generation, in particular women, to this industry? Uh, yes, so sadly, uh, not much. Well, progress has been made, as I said, but not adequate. And so around the world, um, if I look at uh, the percentage of women in uh, in the nuclear sector, it's in the 20 or so percent, uh, you know, in the 20s up to 30 percent. And it's remained pretty much there. And uh, and when and so the question is why is that uh, you know these are very rewarding careers very fulfilling careers uh, and what is it that uh, stops women from uh, pursuing this and and many groups have done a lot of research the nuclear energy agency of the OECD uh, has uh, recently uh, issued a report around some policy direction that would help uh, address that. And so some of the things that I um, that maybe I'd like to highlight is one is uh, it's been shown that you need good role models. You need, uh, you know, there's an adage that says, if I can see her, I can be her. And so we find certainly with young girls, they don't even consider those careers because they don't see women in those roles. So I think having good role models is key. And, uh, and, and mentors, you know, and, and showing people. So w one of the initiatives that we have uh, underway in Canada that I'm really excited about, and it actually is um, something that uh, the Nuclear Energy Agency does, it holds mentoring workshops for young girls to try to encourage them to pursue STEM careers. And uh, we're going to be hosting the first of these mentoring workshops. I've been a mentor in many parts of the world for the NEA. Uh, but we're going to be hosting the first of these mentoring workshops uh, in spring of uh, 2023 in Canada. And we're bringing mentors from around the world. And the, and the group of young girls that we are targeting for this initiative are our uh, Indigenous uh, First Nation young girls. Um, generally a part of the population that doesn't get much attention and, uh, and and we really want to encourage them to pursue these opportunities. So we're bringing mentors from around the world, uh, including from the UAE. And uh, so I think initiatives like that where uh, these young girls get exposed to what these uh, career opportunities are, they see women who can inspire them and you know they can strive to be more like that. So I think the, the role models, the mentoring part is really big. So uh, it's kind of a shift in mentality, if you will. Um, do you see that happening in, uh, we'll say in the next decade or so? I think the shift has already happened. And, and what, I, what I try to um, 
instill in folks is it really needs to become a value. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just as uh, we did that with safety, you know, it's not a priority. A priority is that it's important today and maybe not tomorrow because something else has become more important. And I don't think we should be seeing it as that. It should be seen as a value that is an inherent part of how we do things. And so I do see that shift. And uh, as, I, as I attend, you know, when I first uh, started and, I, and I've been around for over 40 years, so I've seen a whole lot of change. Uh, it was very common for me to be the only woman in the room. Uh, now you look around and, you know, you, you, it's more than just counting off in your one hand. Uh, if you look at the different panels, if you look at the different speakers, it's very visible yes. that the voice is out there, that, mm -hmm. uh, that it is uh, being heard. Um, so I think the, the shift is happening. Uh, as I said, there is a critical mass, uh, you know, that, uh, again, another saying, uh, a, a rising tide raises all ships. And, and so as you see more women moving up the ranks, there, it's a groundswell, you know, that you, you start seeing more because it becomes more sustainable. And so uh, nowadays, one doesn't have to say, give all these arguments on why this makes sense, because I think people accept that this is the right thing to do. It's more of tell me how I can do this and how I can get results and what are some of the quick successes that I can show. Yeah. Ms. Velshi, thank you so much for your time. Very insightful. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I, I always want to make the most of whenever I get a time to talk about gender equity. Because I, yes. yeah. I can tell you're very passionate about <laughs> I, it. I am. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Fanner Podcast. Join us next time to hear more about the latest developments in the nuclear and radiological sectors in the UAE and across the globe.